0: Good morning. I'm Noel Deere, pastor of the First Baptist Church of Nacogdoches, Texas. Welcome to today's daily devotion. I hope these next 10 minutes will encourage you as you seek to learn God's Word and abide with Christ. Our focus today Hebrews chapter 2, verses 5 through 9. Now, in these verses, the writer of Hebrews is going to continue to make the argument that Jesus is greater. He is superior, specifically superior to the angels. Let's read. Verse 5 says, for he has not subjected to angels the world to come that we're talking about. He simply tells us here that angels do not rule. Angels are, are great, majestic, powerful creatures of God. God has sent them on some very important assignments. Angels can do all kinds of amazing things. Uh, according to the will of God. But angels were never meant to be rulers. Angels are servants. Who did God create to be rulers? Who did God intend to rule the earth? Not angels, but people. And we're going to see that more as we go through these next few verses. People were created to rule. Look at verse six. It says, but someone somewhere has testified What is man that you remember him, or the son of man that you care for him? Now, this is a quote from Psalm 8, and the man here refers to man, to people, Uh, not to Jesus. That gets a little confusing. We're going to get to Jesus in a few verses, but this is a focus on man. And it really asks one of the most important questions, why would God care about people? Why would God care about the fate of people? Why would God care about the problems that people face? You know, God does not owe it to us to rescue us. We have sinned. We have rebelled. God has made clear what his expectations are, and we have failed in those expectations. God would still be a good God if he just punished us fully for our sins. God would still be a loving God if God poured his wrath out on us. We are guilty and we deserve it. So why does God care for us? Well, that's one of the greatest mysteries in, uh, in the universe. That's one of the greatest mysteries in creation. But God has chosen, God chose, I should say, to put his image, to put his stamp on us, and God has chosen to love us. Now, the greatest proof of that, that God loves us in some special way, is that God sent his son to be born in the flesh. Angels rebelled. God did not send his son to be an angel. Man rebels. People rebel. God sends his son as a person. That's a picture of the fact, the truth, the wonderful, unexplainable truth that God loves us in some special way. Look at verse seven. It says, you made him lower than the angels for a short time. You crowned him with glory and honor. Now this verse and the one or two verses that follow can get a little confusing and even a little controversial. Uh, others, some would disagree with me, but I still think in verses seven and eight, that the passage, the scripture is talking about man, not talking about Jesus. We're going to see Jesus come into full focus in verse nine. In fact, verse nine is the first time we'll see the name Jesus appear in the book of Hebrews. So what is he saying here? If verse seven is still talking about man, what does it say? Well, it says that God made man a little less powerful than the angels. Now, you might think that sounds like the incarnation. Well, hold on a moment because we're going to see this again a few verses later, and it will be talking about the incarnation. But here's talking about man. God made man a little less powerful than the angels, but God crowned him with glory and honor. I mean, certainly we don't have the strength, the power. We're not able to do some of the things that angels are able to do. We've been made a little lower than the angels in that sense. But we have been crowned with glory and honor. How, how is that? Well, we were given the assignment and the privilege of ruling the earth. And I'm going to show you that passage in the book of Genesis in, in just a moment. Let's read the next verse. The next verse here in Hebrews 2, 8 it says, and subjected everything under his feet so still talking about man, I believe God subjected everything under man's authority for in subjecting everything to him, he left nothing that is not subject to him, nothing on earth as it is. We do not yet see everything subjected to him. Now you might say that, that, that doesn't sound like man to me. That sounds like, uh, the, the, the reign of Jesus, not the reign of man, But I I, I want you to see that this is exactly what the Bible says that God has done. If we were to go back to Genesis chapter one, listen to these verses, beginning in verse 26, then God said, let us make man in our image, according to our likeness, they will rule the fish of the sea, the birds of the sky, the livestock, the whole earth and the creatures that crawl on the earth. So God created man in his own image part of being in the image of God is that we would reign in a sense like God reigns. God created man in his own image. He created him in the image of God. He created them male and female. So both men and women, this isn't just man. I use that word, but it's, it's man, man and woman. God blessed them. And God said to them, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth and subdue it. Rule the fish of the sea, the birds of the sky, every creature that crawls on the earth. And so man was given this glory, this, uh, this position of honor. He was the ruler of God's creation. But then man sinned. Man in Genesis chapter 3, he falls, he's guilty of sin, and his reign is poisoned. He's unable to rule the earth. He's unable even to rule himself, and we experience that today. That's all bad news. That's all bad news. We can't recover from the curse of sin. The the rain, the glory that had been given to us is poisoned. But look at verse 9, Hebrews 2, 9. But we do see Jesus. It's the first time, again, that we see the name Jesus uh, in, uh, in the book of Hebrews. Not the first time the book of Hebrews is spoken about Jesus, but the first time it uses his name It says, but we do see Jesus made lower than the angels for a short time so that by God's grace, he might taste death for everyone crowned with glory and honor because he suffered death. Now, this is a complex sentence, but I want you to understand it. It says, but we do see Jesus. So man failed, man fail, man failed. Yes, but But now we have Jesus, who was made lower than the angels for a short time. Now, we were made lower than the angels. Jesus, though, he was made a little lower than the angels for a short time. That's the incarnation. So that by God's grace, it says, this is the grace of God, he might taste death for everyone. He might die. That he would then be crowned with glory and honor because he suffered death. See, Jesus Christ has regained the glory and the honor that we lost because of our sin. We failed. God made us a little lower than the angels. We came though, and we were crowned with the authority to reign and to rule. Uh, we weren't up to the task, but then God sent Jesus who for a short time, it says was a little lower than the angels. And Jesus of course was faithful and Jesus did not fail. Jesus Uh, by God's grace, tasted death, and he received the crown of glory and honor and the rulership that was originally given to us. Jesus did all of this for us, says, because of the grace, because of the grace of God. If Jesus had not become man, then he could not have died, he could not have tasted death, and he could not have brought salvation to us. We are thankful For the goodness of God demonstrated in Jesus becoming a little lower than the angels, just like us, to take our place and be obedient where we failed. That is good news. Friends, thanks for watching or listening. If you're on YouTube, please hit subscribe to make sure you never miss one of these devotions. On your favorite podcasting app, search for Pastor Noel's Daily Devotions further info at noeldeer.com. I hope you have a great day as you endeavor today to abide in Christ.